Hello and thank you for tuning into Sideline Story, your destination for sports news, analysis and discussions. I am your host, Brandon Yates, and today I am joined by my co-hosts, Yang Guang, Fuyu and Tianyu. And today we will be talking about the Euro 2024 football qualifiers, as well as the state of the Chinese football team under new coach Alexander Yankovic. And Yang Guang, I'll start with you. Um, Of course, you know, the Euro 2024 qualifiers are underway and we've seen a lot of the top teams from around Europe performing, um, as well as some surprise packages. We've seen a lot of so-called smaller teams taking on some of the traditional European giants. Um, But at this point in time, which teams have impressed you in the first round of Euro 2024 qualifiers and have any players in particular stood out for you? Well, as of um, the first round action, England looks uh, very good. They extended their momentum from the World Cup. And um, this generation of players um, are in their prime. Even though there were many injuries, the informed Marcus Rashford and Mason Mount, um, England still had so many attacking options uh, that Italy had no solution to deal with. Harry Kane is incredible. He again um, demonstrated why he deserved a fixed position in the France when England has so many excellent strikers. Um, his sense of positioning, ability to make plays, and uh, the finishing capabilities won England the victory. Yeah, I think, you know, at any point throughout the last couple of seasons, um, but particularly, I suppose, after, you know, after the last two, three, four years, England have looked really, really strong, and they look like a more, I suppose they look like more of a unit um, and more of a team than they have for quite a long time, I suppose, under manager Gareth Southgate. I think England's always been one of those teams that has plenty of star players, um, and they still do. Like you said, of course, Harry Kane is now the record goal scorer ahead of Wayne Rooney. You know, they've got just countless options up front. And then, of course, you know, traditionally, they've always had a really strong midfield in terms of star players. But I think maybe team unity in the past has been a problem. But at this point in time, um, things are looking pretty good for them. I mean, they haven't, I don't think they've defeated Italy in Italy for quite a few decades, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, I think they're looking like quite a strong um, squad going into um, the remainder of the qualifiers and potentially going through to the actual tournament itself. Tianyu, anyone um, from your side, any players, any teams that are looking good at this point um, in the first round of Euro 2024 qualifiers? Yeah, I've got to say the first round of games belong to two record-breaking veterans, Cristiano Ronaldo and Harry Kane. There's nothing much to say about the match between Portugal and Liechtenstein. There's a huge gap between the two teams. Portugal just thrashed their opponent with a strong squad. Uh, You know, the young players did a great job in the game. Uh, Cancelo delivered some great performance in the attacking side. And also congratulations on Cristiano Ronaldo for becoming the most capped international male footballer and refreshing his record for most goals scored in senior international play. Even though he missed out on a great chance inside the box, it's still a thrill to see that he can score twice in the game, especially the second one, a brilliant free kick, which he hasn't scored for quite a long time. And also talking about Italy versus England, the game was marred by some controversial decisions made by the referee, but still it was a great game. England was uh, has a pretty strong squad. Just look at their attacking line, Harry Kane, Jude Bellingham, 
Saka, Grealish, and also Phil Foden, who came from the bench in the second half. You don't have to worry about the attacking force when you have so many talented players available. And Harry Kane is undoubtedly the most important one among these brilliant stars. He can always act as pivot and connect these brilliant players with his passings dur- during counterattacks. And he also broke the record kept by Wayne Rooney, as he scored the, the most goals for Team England. The English captain talked about how he felt after becoming England's record international goalscorer. I mean, breaking the goalscoring record, of course, would have been a proud moment, no matter the circumstance. But、uh, for sure, it feels that little bit sweeter when you win. And like, like I touched on, to win our first game here in Italy、uh, against Italy for a long, long time. So、uh, amazing, amazing night. And、um, yeah, overall, just a,、uh, a really tough game. You know, the penalty. It had to be a penalty. I had a feeling it would, and、um, but you know that's why you practice. That's why you keep your head down and work hard for for those moments. And you know I prepared well for it, and, and thankfully put it away. In terms of Italy's performance in the game, I think even though they lost the game, they still have reason to be optimistic because there are some young players who might be the future stars of Italy. Leeds United's forward Wilfred Gnanto performed really well after he started to play in the game. He's created some threats to the defense line of the English team and added some vigor to the Italian team. And another highlight for Italy is Matteo Rettigue, who had a perfect debut for his national team. I think, like many other teams, Italy is still going on a period of transition. They are still using a lot of veteran players who helped them win Euro 2020, and I think they need to, they need to give some more time to young players so as to play more aggressively in the games. Yeah, I think you know it's definitely, I guess, agreed between all of us that at this point in time, England just you know the strength that they have in unity, the experience that they have, the depth that they have, particularly in their attacking and and midfield lines,、um, and then just even defensively, I think you know across you know right back, left back, centre back, and even in the goalkeeping department, they just have so many options and. It seems like Gareth Southgate is doing a pretty good job at managing all of this talent and, you know, bringing them together as a team and rotating them. And, you know, they seem to be delivering consistent performances. And yeah, look, Italy lost to England,、um, but I think it's not all doom and gloom for them. I think they've also got some some pretty good options and、um, still have a chance of doing quite well as the year progresses and as the Euro 2024 qualifiers progress. But staying with Italy,、um, for you, do you think Italy could potentially fail to achieve another major tournament qualification to, and you know to emerge from a tough group? How do you think things are looking for Italy as these Euro 2024 qualifiers progress? Yeah, and Italy losing their first match does add a lot of pressure. But at this stage, it's really hard to say who will emerge from this group, which some people call the group of death.、Um, Italy and England may be the favorite, but you can't underestimate Ukraine. And they'll have—I mean, Italy will have some mental barriers to overcome when they face North Macedonia, who eliminated Italy from the World Cup qualifiers. So no one is really safe in this group. Although England have secured an important victory, and、um, you guys have been speaking about England, of course we agree that it's a, a strong squad and they've got some talented young players. But I 
don't think they are completely reliable at this point. And fans have always questioned Gareth Southgate's tactics and sometimes his choice of the starting eleven. Um, this Eng- England squad do have quality, and I think Southgate just has to have some faith in his players and himself to make the most out of it. But back to Italy, the last time they lost their opening match in the a European competition was 1974, and they failed to make it into the European tournament held two years later. So history is definitely not on their side. But they've got a strong midfield and some informed players. Tian Yu earlier also mentioned a couple of names, um, young players that have been called up to join the squad. But some, uh, most of these young players have yet to make an impact. So at least in the group stage, it could go both ways for Italy, but I really hope we'll see them in Euro 2024 because they've been missed from major international football for quite some time. Yeah, especially considering the success that Italy have had in the past. Um, you know, I think it would be fantastic to see them return to a major tournament. And yeah, like you said, they've got a strong midfield. They've got some very talented youngsters coming through. So I think, um, look, it wasn't the best start for them. But I still think that they've got a great chance of qualifying for Euro 2024. And um, I think it would be great to see them on the, in, on the international stage again. So um, it's early days. But yeah, I think Italy are definitely going to be one of those teams to look out for as um, the Euro 2024 qualifiers progress. And another individual that we'll be looking at as the Euro 2024 qualifiers progress possibly throughout the rest of this year and next year, of course, um, you know, a name that has dominated footballing headlines for, you know, the last decade, if not more, is Cristiano Ronaldo. Look, Yang Guang, there's been a lot of, particularly after the the last World Cup, I suppose there's been a lot of debate amongst football fans and pundits about Cristiano Ronaldo's role in the Portuguese national setup. But just from your perspective, do you think that Cristiano Ronaldo should still be in the starting 11 at this point, And do you think that he could even be in the Portuguese squad or starting 11 when the Euro 2024 tournament comes around? And of, of course, if Portugal qualifies. Um, well, I don't think so. Um, yes, Ronaldo still scores in international games. You can still find some highlights from his games, but um, he's far away from top football leagues. Um, his decline would be more obvious in 90 minutes of play. Qatar 2022 was a typical case. Ronaldo didn't finish a 90-minute game throughout that tournament. So I don't expect him to still be adapted to the pace of uh, top European teams, especially at Euro 2024. And we could see some more games with Ronaldo in Portugal's starting lineup, especially against uh, weak sides like Liechtenstein. His influence in Portuguese football is still too much, and he, this could make coach Martinez in the pickle sometime to consider Ronaldo's role in the team. Um, I know a lot of fans expect Ronaldo to extend his career as long as possible, but the cruel truth is that um, he's no longer on a competitive level suitable for tournaments like European Championships and um, the World Cup. Actually, if Ronaldo doesn't earn a call-up to the Portuguese squad next year in Germany, I would not be so surprised. Yeah, I suppose there's a couple of factors that are not really playing in Cristiano Ronaldo's favour. The fact that he's not playing in, um, you know, for example, the Champions League or um, any of the top European leagues. He isn't really playing consistently high levels of football. He's not, you know, 
completing 90 minute matches as often as he as he has in the past i suppose but that being said you know when things are against cristiano ronaldo you know when things aren't looking good for him he seems to be able to turn things around at the right time and you know surprise a lot of football fans around the world so I suppose time will tell um, in terms of Cristiano Ronaldo's involvement in the Portuguese setup for Euro 2024, whether that be as a squad player or as a, as a you know a member of the starting eleven. I agree with you. I think um, in all likelihood it might not happen in terms of his participation at Euro 2024. Um, but also with that being said, I think Cristiano Ronaldo is just capable of um, so much that really anything can happen. For you, from your side, what do you think Cristiano Ronaldo's future holds in terms of the Portuguese starting eleven um, potentially at the Euro 2024, and I suppose for the rest of this season? Mm, um, I'm more optimistic about his chances of making Euro 2024. I think he'll at least earn a national team call-up if he cannot consistently make the starting 11 uh, because I think mentally it's really important for the team to know they've still got this talisman player and uh, depending on his form uh, since Ronaldo has maintained his uh, maintained his form from the Saudi Football League he showed that he still got it um, and by the way I'm really glad that Ronaldo made the right choice to split from Manchester United and moved to Saudi Arabia. Um, of course, the Ronaldo that's playing in the Euro qualifiers today is nowhere near the best version of himself, but he's still, um, he, he would not have been in such form if he'd been sitting on the bench at um, bigger clubs in Europe. So finding the right club may have extended his longevity in the sport. And um, considering his historic status and the records that he's set, the contributions he's made for Portugal's national squad, I think he'll at least be part of the Euro 2024 squad. Yeah, I think that's an optimistic but realistic view of Cristiano Ronaldo's um, role in the Portuguese setup at this point in time. I think, you know, he's still scoring goals. Um, he, he still has a huge impact on the squad with his experience and, you know, like I said, goal scoring ability. Um, and yeah, like you also mentioned, he's playing a lot more football in the, in the Saudi league, you know, having left Manchester United, you know, he's an integral part, of course, of his new team and he's um, playing regularly and scoring goals. I suppose those possibilities, I think, are actually in Cristiano Ronaldo's hands as opposed to, um, you know, the the Portuguese uh, coach Roberto Martinez making decisions there. I think it has a lot to do with um, Cristiano Ronaldo's um, club season and goal scoring and minutes played. Um, Tianyu, from your side, what are your thoughts about Cristiano Ronaldo's status in the Portuguese national team's setup at this point in time and potentially looking at Euro 2024? Well, as his supporter, I would say the chances of seeing him appearing in Portugal's starting 11 are still quite high. Because even, you know, as you have mentioned, he's not as good as he used to be. He still can contribute a lot to his team in different ways. You can see him not only looking for opportunities in the penalty area, but also creating chances for his teammates with his headers or accurate passes. I think his appearance can enrich the tactics and choices for the Portuguese team. And just like what the head coach Roberto Martinez said earlier, rich experience is also one of his strongest weapons. 
o Cristiano Ronaldo é um jogador muito comprometido. Cristiano Ronaldo is a very committed player. This is what I think. A player like Cristiano can bring experience. He's a very important player for the team. I do not look at his age or other aspects. I think that Cristiano has an opportunity to help the team and to pass on the experience of his career. And this training camp is very important for the players who are called up. It is the way to show the capacity you have to build up a winning and competitive team. And Cristiano is the same as any other player. So just like what the general manager mentioned, he will maintain to be the key player for the team with his rich experience in the international stage. And also, I'd like to quote what the new Oscar winner Michelle Yao said, Don't let anyone tell you you are past your prime. I think that's something Ronaldo has been trying to tell everyone, whether they like him or not. His spirit of never giving in and competitiveness can always provide a boost to the team at low sides, at low ties. So I believe we can still see him a lot in the future games of this tournament. Well quoted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's a great quote. And I think it's a great example of Cristiano Ronaldo's mindset. I think that, you know, a lot of his success has has to do with his mental fortitude. So I think... Again, his um, uh, participation at Euro 2024 and just involvement in the Portuguese setup um, currently, whether it be in the squad or the starting eleven, I think a lot of it has to do with him and how he handles himself in the next year or so. So I suppose time will tell um, in terms of Cristiano Ronaldo's involvement with the Portuguese national football team. And speaking of national football teams, of course, we will now be looking at Team China. Um, I'm sure many of our fans will have been watching um, Team China's performances recently and, of course, um, under the new coach. Um, but for you, I'll, I'll start with you. What did you make of China's performance against New Zealand? China's uh, men's football team were held to a goalless draw by 10-man New Zealand. And for this match, I'm under the impression that the new coach played it safe in his debut uh, because this is uh, China's first official match under Alexander Yankovic. He won for some of the older and experienced players, and the squad was also quite reserved, especially in the first half. Uh, considering it's a friendly against New Zealand, is acceptable if you take into account the fact that the players and the coach haven't been working together for that long. They're still experimenting. But we also have to note that New Zealand were down to 10 men just after the hour mark. So not being able to score a goal under the intensive attacks after that also said something about what China still needs to work on. Uh, players such as Wu Lei, Wu Xi, and Lin Liangming were among the standout players. They've been quite consistent, actually. And um, China has another friendly against New Zealand. So I hope these players will improve from this game and lead the squad to a victory. Uh, a friendly doesn't mean anything, but um, I think the Chinese team and Chinese football fans need a victory to convince them that this is a new beginning and a good one. Yeah, considering it was the first match and, um, you know, considering Jankovic is still experimenting with the squad and tactics, um, I think, you know, keeping a clean sheet was incredibly important and impressive. Um, but yeah, I suppose the, the lack of goals and attacking opportunities created is a bit of a concern at this point in time. Yang Guang, what is, what is your assessment of um, China's first game under uh, new head coach Jankovic? Yeah, I think it's a, it's a promising start to a new chapter with the Team China. 
Um, it's China's first international game in over a year after last year's World Cup Asian qualifiers.、Uh, it should have been very hard for players to rebuild the chemistry and、uh, play as a team together.、Uh, but I have to say, I saw some positive changes from Chinese players. First, I want to quote what the New Zealand coach commented on Team China after the game. He said, "I quote here." They are very organized team. I, I thought we dominated game, but they stayed in the game and didn't conceive. They are pretty strong and have several quick players. End quote here. And I think these are exactly what have changed about this Chinese squad. Their defense was more organized. They didn't fear to have less ball possession, and the players were more determined to passing forwards. I saw some one-touch passes from counter-attacks and outside New Zealand box that were quite threatening. The Chinese team looked more patient and、uh, created more opportunities than their opponents. Clearly, Coach Jankovic stressed a lot about、um, keeping the intensity at the pace of the game. Well, at the end of the game, we can have some regrets about the result because we had、uh, a lot of good chances. But、uh, we can say that the whole team and all the players have.、Uh, Hard, we have delivered the hard work during that 90 minutes, and honored the jersey. It's an important game for us, two very important games for us at this moment. So we will start recovery directly now, analyze the game, this game tomorrow, and、uh, prepare next game.、Um, actually, ahead of the game, there were reports that all national team players met Coach Jankovic's requirements for each player to have their body fat rate within 10 percent. It's it's a good start. For Team China, both in their discipline as a team and the physique of the players. Yeah, and I think it's important that、um, the squad players have taken on、um, some of the requirements of、um, new head coach Alexander Yankovic. And、um, like you said, the the performances were pretty strong,、um, creating a lot of opportunities, defending pretty well.、Um, so I think it was a, a fairly solid start、um, for, for for China in this particular match. And and as we look at at the Remaining fixtures that they have、um, going into the 2023 season.、Um, Tianyu, from your side, what did you think of、um, the first performance of China under new head coach Alexander Yankovic? Well, to be fair, the result is quite acceptable for me as I didn't hold high expectations for the team. The Chinese boys created some really good chances during the game, and it's quite a surprise for me to see that after Yankovic took the helm. The whole team has improved a lot in passing compared with their last match.、Uh, just like Yang Guang said, we can clearly see that the players were p- playing in a more organized way. And what's important is that they are now now more inclined to pass threatening balls from the backside instead of just simply making meaningless horizontal passes between the defenders before. And we're also seeing a lot of beautiful combinations be,、uh, between these attacking players. During their counterattack efforts, so and also in the defense side, it's also great to see the team has come a long way since the last games.、Uh, the Chinese players were pressing really hard when the opponents were controlling the ball, and the sense of positioning also seemed to have improved a lot under the new coach's guidance. And Yankovic chose to field some many vi- veterans who were p- performing at a high level in the game. Wu Lei is still the best player of the squad. He can always create good chances and threatens the defense line of the the opponent team. And also, the performance of Wu Xi and Zhang Lingpeng was also pre- pretty solid. And among the young players, Lin Liangming missed out on a very good chance, but was overall performing well. And Liu Yang was a highlight in the left wing. 
But I think we are still faced with a problem that have been, you know, troubling other,、uh, you know, top level teams. We can't rely on those veterans all the time. So the top priority of the team remains to be improving our training system and adding new blood to our squad. And hopefully, we can still see some new faces in the qualifying matches for the next World Cup. Yeah, look, I think、um, it's definitely a promising start under new head coach Alexander Yankovic.、Um, I think we've seen a lot of、um, improved performances across all areas of the pitch.、Um, so I think we will look. There's still some areas to to work on,、um, but I think overall it was a, a, a great start, and I think that、um, signs are looking good for the Chinese men's national football team under new head coach Alexander Yankovic, and of course as the 2023 international season progresses. But that is all we have time for. On this week's episode of Sideline Story, thank you so much for joining us, and of course, we will be back next week with our latest topic, and we'll see you then. Bye.